Welcome to Advance with MUSE Health. I'm your host, Erin Spain. This show's mission is to help you find ways to preserve and optimize your health and get the care you need to live well. MUSC Health patients who call the Lancaster and Chester County areas of South Carolina home don't have to go far from where they live and work to receive higher levels of care. There are excellent MUSC Health primary care physicians and specialists across these two counties and about 400 nurses between the Lancaster and Chester hospitals. Camille Filaromo is the chief nursing officer at MUSC Health's Lancaster and Chester hospitals. She's here to talk about this special community of talent nurses and how patients benefit from receiving nursing care close to home. Welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here, Erin. Take me back to the beginning of your career. What made you want to become a nurse? My mother had a significant heart condition throughout my childhood. She passed away when I was pretty young from a heart attack at home, and my father and I were there alone when it occurred, and neither of us knew CPR. And this was a pretty defining moment for me in that I never wanted to feel helpless like that again or in that situation. And it wasn't just about knowing CPR. It was this complete lack of knowledge around health, emergent situations just the entire picture. It might not be uncommon for a patient to see a relative or a neighbor working as a nurse here in the Lancaster and Chester hospitals. Tell me about the benefits of having a close-knit community of patients and nurses, and how does it impact the care that patients receive? It's my thoughts that nurses are motivated to serve, and, and that service philosophy really begins in the community setting. So those we serve here are our neighbors, our friends, our family, and many come just because they know in turn their friends and neighbors are the nurses here that are dedicated to their well-being. And while nurses want optimal outcomes for anybody that they care for, it's especially close in our hearts and minds when it's folks that we know, we understand, we know their families, and and we share a common geography, but also a, a culture. So I think the great thing for our amazing nurses in this division is that they get to see the folks that they've cared for in the community in the entire continuum of care and with outcomes that give us a huge sense of pride and fulfillment when we see them after we render care to them. MUSC Health is part of an academic medical center. Explain that and the benefit for patients who come to MUSC Health in Lancaster or Chester. What's the benefit of being part of the MUSC Health system? I think it's our dedication to academic mission and research. And not only that, I think it's a commitment to innovation as well. So I think that's what an academic enterprise brings to a smaller rural community hospital. We've certainly answered the call to community needs as an academic system here. And if I just think about one of the things that we do here that is exclusive in this particular area is in our nursing shared governance, we really push a spirit of inquiry, which means we're asking nurses to think outside the box. Somebody said to me, you took a chief nursing officer job in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) What were you thinking? The first thing out of my mouth is what a better time for really strong leadership. When you're coming into an academic medical center, your expectations are different. You know that you're coming for cutting-edge care, and I think that's one of the things that we offer here. This is not the Lancaster Memorial Hospital that you might remember from five, ten years ago. This is an academic facility in the middle of a rural area that serves a very dedicated population to this hospital. So we have 3D mammography. We have the Da Vinci robot. We're doing robotic surgeries. We're about to embark on a transplant program. We've recruited 36 physicians in one year. That's something in my 30-year career that's unheard of. So this is cutting-edge medicine right next to home. You mentioned that this 
encompasses a more rural area of the state. So tell me, are there common issues or health concerns that patients face in these rural areas? And how do your nurses help navigate these issues? So like many other areas of the country that are rural, you have certain lack of access challenges that are mutually exclusive to those areas. So we're talking about mostly wellness screening. We're talking about access to primary care. We talk a lot about in public health how we want folks to do preventive medicine, but we've got to give them access. And I think that's what we're about here. And that's really part of our mission in MUSC. And the reason for this broad footprint that we have across the state is to make sure that we are improving access for those that we serve across the state. And this is truer in our rural areas than anywhere else. It's important. So like our lung cancer screening program, for example, we did well over 200 screenings by a nurse practitioner-led program since last April that already identified numerous people in this community that otherwise would have never gotten diagnosed and never been able to gain access to manage this cancer. It's those types of things to me that are very mission-driven and then also making sure that we are bringing the technology to the people. That's the leverage that we have as an academic system. What do you want people to know about the care that they can receive at the Lancaster and Chester hospitals? The expectations of seeking care in an academic facility far surpass anything you're going to get in the immediate area. Number one, you're getting access to a host across the entire state of specialists and uh, and, and exclusive type procedures and surgeries that elsewhere wouldn't be provided necessarily. And, and I think the wellness initiatives are huge as well, too. So we've been able to incorporate a lot of that work. Care close to home is tantamount for anybody. And I think when you can offer primary care to give these people a place to start where they can grow in a relationship with a provider who gets to know them and understand their individual care needs, and most importantly, is there. It's part of their community, part of that geography, part of that culture. They're going to stay with you. And then you're going to have greater opportunities to influence their wellness and, and then have them in your continuum of care. So, you know, in, in most of the care that we render in our facility here, we're servicing the entire family. So it, it might not just be, you know, mom and dad. It's, you know, we've got kids that are going to the pediatricians and we've got parents and grandparents and great grandparents that are seeing folks within our facility as well. And that's really what this community uh, is about. So because if there's something here that uh, we need to refer to another specialist, it's still close to home. You're right here. We're going to take great care of you. Tell me about the cases when patients do need to go to Charleston for some reason, maybe for a surgery. How is your team able to support them before and after the procedure close to home? We work very closely as a system. Follow-up is so important that the focus is not just on treatment. The focus is really, again, on community wellness and diagnostics and prevention. I mean, this is really where we're going. So it's not only consistent with what Healthy People 2030 is telling us to do and what we hear on the news every night, but it's also consistent with how we're going to drive healthcare to that next level with our communities. 
How are you using telehealth right now with patients who are local? And then as far as hooking them up with specialists in Charleston? Most of the specialists we can hook them up with right here at Lancaster um, while they're with us. And and we do that not only using folks in our own division here, but, but also folks in, in the Charleston division as well. Or it might be Florence, could be Columbia. It depends on what the specialty is. So we do tap into all of those that are needed. And, and I think that's a huge advantage. I think, you know, in the future that will become even more broad. So so that's one of, uh, again, another one of our initiatives across the system is to really focus on how we get that care to where it's needed. How do your nurses embrace innovation and technology in nursing? Not just about having a spirit of inquiry and wanting to know more. This is a really bad, a whole nother level to that about making sure that you really understand disease progression and that you're able to educate the, the patients that you serve in a meaningful way in a way that they can understand and to make sure that you remediate with them so that they're clear about what their plans are after they've finished their care with us. And then, you know, you just mentioned telehealth. Yeah, nurses are a, a critical part of the success of telehealth because they're the ones that are actually with that automated uh, piece of equipment that are in the room with the patient for that consultation. So so they are the essentially the eyes, the hands, the ears, the real person in place of that particular domain. For us, nursing is a, a healing touch. You know, I had a CNO tell me very early in my career that nurses heal with compassion. And I can tell you, after doing what I do for 30 years, I want very much to reach back out to her and say, that is very true, that we heal with compassion, but we do so very much more. We heal with compassion and skill and the desire to carry our profession to the next level and, and to carry healthcare and policy into such a way that we remove the burden of illness for those that we serve. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there's more than 400 nurses across these two hospitals. And nursing right now with the pandemic, there it's just been a field where these folks have been under a lot of pressure. Tell me about how things are going right now with your nurses and how you're able to support them so that they can in turn, you know, give back to the community and do their job that they do so well. So nursing fatigue is significant to be completely transparent. It's very real. The things that you hear and see in social media and on the news, those are very real scenarios for nursing right now. And it's also why we encourage our communities to seek health care for wellness as much as you would for emergencies, because our message is about prevention. What keeps me awake at night is ensuring that our nurses have resilience. And right now they've demonstrated amazing resilience, not just in this community, but across the state for us at MUSC. And it's probably the most predominant area of concentration for us in the division right now, in addition to recruiting and retention of top talent nurses, because as you know, that is a a national issue uh, that we're addressing right now. So what we've seen is truly congruent with what you're seeing in the news across the country. We're working on several different fronts to address the ability to provide nursing education. That's a a challenge. And then many of our staff are partnered as clinical instructors with universities and tech schools. We're trying to do our contribution to make sure that we are getting additional folks into the workplace to help to relieve some of this fatigue and make sure that we are providing resources to our staff to be able to to debrief and just take a moment while on the job, especially when you're, you're dealing with such a heavy burden 
burden of illness. Uh, we also encourage a lot of continuing education and certification of our current nurses. And this is critical, I think, in keeping, this is investing in your nurses and investing not only in the profession and driving the industry of nursing forward, but really investing in your people. And that inspires loyalty. And we certainly want to ingratiate ourselves to those people that are bringing that talent to the bedside and providing great care. And we've also reached out to our local school districts. And I think this is kind of where nursing is probably going now and throughout in the future is partnering with schools very early on, especially in dual enrollment programs, catching these young people in very early years of high school and start getting those interests in healthcare careers and offering them early training. I mean, some of these uh, young people can graduate high school with two years of, of an associate's degree already completed. How crazy would we be not to latch on to that and make sure that we're providing an avenue that they can further their career in nursing and get them to the bedside, get them contributing to their communities to provide care. Tell me about some nurse-led initiatives that you are the most proud of. Specifically, our infusion clinic in our response to the Delta variant, we knew that there was a need to be offering infusions to the public. And I can tell you that we opened up an infusion clinic in one of our offices here on campus and immediately began seeing patients in a very safe environment so that we could quickly get them in, get them scheduled, because, you know, that's a very time-sensitive thing in terms of the treatment once the symptomatology starts. And so I'm very proud of that. I, I can tell you the data is overwhelming. Not only did we have really great outcomes with these patients, but we also had uh, great experiential data with these folks as well, too, in terms of their contact with our hospitals. We do have a very robust nursing shared governance. And one of the things that I believe in my leadership model is really about putting structural empowerment into the hands of the nurses at the point of care. These are your direct care folks that uh, will always tell you uh, what's up at the point of care and where you've got opportunities to improve. And I think, you know, we have to provide venues as leaders for them to be able to voice that. And they do. So they've made many advances in the short period of time that they've been assembled as a shared governance group and, and driving innovation every day. One of the things that they're working right now on is uh, looking at uh, new and innovative staffing models. We know that we are faced with a national shortage and we've got to do business a little differently going forward. And so what do you do when you have limited resources and how do you respond to that in a meaningful way and a very safe way that still ensures not only great outcomes for your patients, but good staff satisfaction as well. So I think that those are really critical components that the nursing shared governance is working on. Couldn't be prouder to be part of this team to see the work that they put together every day. What do you do to optimize your health and live well? I do try to run regularly. I have a lot of hobbies and I enjoy time with my family. And I think I, I try to do as best as I possibly can in making sure that I've got some work-life balance in there. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about the incredible nursing staff at MUSC Health Lancaster and Chester. You bet. Thank you so much for your time, Erin. Have a great day. For more information on this podcast, check out advance.musehealth.org.